Good morning. Welcome into the Zenster Podcast. Today is shaping up to be a beauty. It is a great day indeed. We are thankful for this day as we're thankful for every day. Um, but today we start with gratitude, but we start with uh, Pura Vida. Wabi Sabi. And today, what are we thankful for? Well, today <clears throat> I am grateful for every moment that has led me to where I am exactly today. And there is abundance around us every day. We just have to choose to see it, and I am grateful for that abundance. So, um, today, today we want to talk about the racer mentality and slowing down. And we're going to explore, there's a great book called The Things You Can Only See Only When You Slow Down by Hamin Sunim. <clears throat> we're going to talk a little bit about that book. Um, and we will start with a reading from the Tao Joy 365. And the... Um, Race car, race car, racer's mentality, sorry. To the Western mind set the advice of Tao sages to slow down may seem counterproductive. As a culture, we prize faster speeds. We have entire industries devoted to various types of competitive racing where a single-minded fixation is on who can go faster than everyone else. Those who excel in such competitions win fame and fortune. Our speed-obsessed culture seems reflected in our lives as well. Often we live life as if everything is a competition where we must put the pedal to the metal and accelerate past obstacles and opponents. Perhaps there is a good reason why we call it the rat race. As frantic rats in the race, we tend to blow things all out of proportion and rush around trying to solve problems only to end up making things worse. Racing may be fun as entertainment or spectacle, but as a way to live, it is something that will bring us only stress and tension, not fame or fortune. Far from being the race car driver who wins the prize, our mad rush damages ourselves and the people we care about the most. So today, disengage from the racing mentality. Look for the common symptoms of being caught up in the race, irritability, overreaction, and frequent frustration. If you detect these symptoms in yourself, take immediate steps to exit the racetracks. If you see them in loved ones, let them know they can relax. There is no need to rush. It is time to reduce your speed. <clears throat> and we are essentially looking at that as a, we're in that constant race, constant gotta go, gotta get up, gotta go to work, gotta da, 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 compete, get the new job, da, 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 you know, get the bigger house. It's all of that material mindset. <clears throat> but when you're guided through spiritual practices, it is in contrast with the pursuit of speed in competition, like the rat race. So, slow down and disengage from the constant rushing and competitiveness. Uh, especially in Western culture, we see speed and competition you know, as being celebrated and rewarded. Leading, but this only leads to stress and frustration. And we should take this advice and instead of living life as a constant competition we should step back and recognize the signs of being too caught up in this rat race so if we're irritable or frustrated uh, 
we can slow down and improve the quality of our life and relationship. Um, now, th think of this as a different analogy. Consider life as being like constantly gardening instead of racing. In racing, the goal is to move fast and beat others to the finish line. <clears throat> and often this leads to stress and singular focus on speed. But in gardening, we see the goal is to nurture, take your time, and appreciate the process. Plants cannot be rushed to grow faster than their natural pace. They require patience, care, and attention. This is similar in life where it can be more fulfilling and less stressful when approached with the patience of, and the care of a gardener rather than the competitive speed of a racer. We see this in Buddhism where the encouragement <clears throat> of mindfulness and living in the present moment contrasts with rushing through life without awareness. In Christianity, we have advice such as be still and know that I am God which suggests the value in stillness and contemplation over constant activity and competition. In Islam, we see the importance of reflection, patience, and trust in Allah's timing, which is counteracting the rush and impatience of daily life. In Hinduism, uh, we understand the concepts of Dharma, which encourages us to fulfill our roles and duties with patience rather than undue haste focusing on the journey rather than the destination. So we can learn from these different traditions that there is a common thread advising against perpetual rush and competition of life. And instead, we should advocate for a slower, more deliberate approach, like the gardener. Be like the gardener, not the race car driver. And I think it's okay to alternate modes every now and again, for this is something we need to do. But um, let's stay in garden mode as much as we can, because that is the way uh, uh, that nature works. So we want to live like nature. So we learn that we can see things differently when we slow down. And there's a great book called The Things You Can See Only When You Slow Down. And it's written by Hemin Sunim, who is a Zen Buddhist teacher and a writer. And... It is a collection of thoughts. He wrote them as uh, short thoughts in a newsletter and then pieced them together in a book. And this is drawn from his life experiences and meditation practices. But the importance of slowing down in a fast-paced, busy world is one of the key themes of this book. And how doing so can help us see things more cle clearly and understand ourselves better and improve our relationships with one another. <clears throat> so some of the key lessons in this book are his focus on mindfulness and presence, you know, stressing the importance of being present in the moment. By slowing down, we can become more aware of our thoughts, our feelings, and our surroundings, which can lead us to a deeper sense of peace and contentment. We learn of compassion and self-compassion. It is uh, important to be kind to others but also to ourselves this is we always forget about ourselves so when we slow down we can better understand the challenges and struggles of others as well as be more forgiving and compassionate towards ourselves we have the power of reflection when we slow down and again liken this to the gardening analogy and the book encourages us to take our time to reflect on our lives decisions and relationships and reflection gives us an insight into our actions and thoughts, which leads us to personal growth and understanding. Uh, 
we are um, encouraged to deal with our emotions. Slowing down helps us deal with our emotions in a healthier way. Instead of reacting impulsively to negative emotions, we can learn to observe them without judgment and understand what they are telling us or why they they are telling us something. It's not that your emotions are trying to uh, trying to sabotage you. They're there for a reason. And when we slow down, we can process that a little bit better. Uh, one of my favorite subjects of the book, he talks about the importance of gratitude. And this is another underlying theme of the book. And by slowing down, we can appreciate the small things in life that we often overlook when we're busy or distracted. Think about it. When you have such a busy day and you're rushing out the door, rushing to this, rushing to that, you don't have time to uh, sit and say thank you. But we can make time. We can process this intentionally. Instead of listening to uh, something on the way to work, we can be thankful. You know, use our gratitude practice there. Just find your moment for gratitude. Uh, this allows us to have balance uh, also between work and rest, which is important. You know, we're uh, designed to sleep eight hours a day. And when we uh, rest well, or when we process and we slow down, we can be more active in our listening and active in our speaking. In a balanced life, everything in moderation leads to greater well-being and happiness. But the message of the book is that slowing down, we can improve our mental and emotional well-being, deepen our relationships, and live a more fulfilling life. It really gives us the framework for impractical advice that can help us incorporate these lessons into our daily lives. And with that, <clears throat> we can live a happier, more fulfilled life. There's always, um, I saw a meme yesterday, and it's like, showed a guy on his deathbed, and it was, uh, you know, his, his expression says, I wish I would have argued with people online more, or whatever. And it, it just gives some context that uh, these are not the important things. Politics and these things, they'll, they'll always be there, but uh, our lives will be washed away eventually, and we will be forgotten. And we have this moment in this life to experience life, and that's, a, it is about the journey, not the destination. We know the destination. We all return collectively to the, the great consciousness in the sky, and we know this. It is uh, unavoidable. So when we slow down, we can take in deeper appreciation into each moment in this life. So that is all I have for you today, my friends. Um, so appreciate you listening in. As always, a uh, short one today. I'm recording this one in advance a little bit. Um, but I'm gaining my new routine. So uh, we shall see how this goes. So thanks again for tuning in. And we'll see you again next time.